Hi there and welcome. Thank you for joining our podcast from Rock Ministries Kabecha. Our prayer is a ministry is that this podcast would touch you in a way that will change your life for the better. If you want to get in touch with us or get to know us a little better, follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Enjoy and be blessed. Daniel chapter 1 is where we take our text from. As I said, we will finish this off in the second service. We are continuing on a theme to remind the church about our convictions, standing up for our convictions. Last Sunday, we said the spotlight is on you. And in the remaining uh, 20 minutes, I want to uh, just touch on this issue. It's a very, very important issue that, is, that happened way back then at a place called Babylon. And as I said last Sunday that uh, Babylon is, uh, we are in a form of a Babylon also as a people uh, in this world because the children of God, they were captured in a land called Babylon, but somehow God helped them to thrive in Babylon and they had to live amongst idolatry or in a land that was infested with idolatry and they needed to make their stand ever so often wherein they had to display how much they served their God or how they were willing to serve their God. And today I just want to start on something that I believe we will follow up in the days to come and the topic that I want to speak on is on the capturing. Can you say the capturing? One more time, say the capturing. And we know we have heard this term uh, in the recent uh, uh, past in our country, state capture. Uh, the capturing is, 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 is exactly on issues where uh, a, a person or somebody is being hijacked by another to, to fulfill a certain agenda. When you are hijacked by another person, when an individual is hijacked by another individual to fulfill that individual's agenda, it means that the, the, that person has been captured. And there is a spiritual capturing that is, that is taking place before our eyes. And we need to understand this and we need to, uh, we need to appreciate this and we need to deal with this. We need to face this and we need to fight it. Amen. I refuse to be captured knowingly. I refuse to be captured. They aware Uba, I am being captured here. And I believe the church also has a responsibility to refuse to be captured by the world. Let me take a few scriptures. Daniel chapter 1. I will read verse 3 and a few verses down. And, uh, and, and, and we will see how far we go. Amen. Before we flip the coin. Verse 3 says uh, of Daniel chapter 1. The king instructed Asphenaz, the master of his eunuchs, to bring some of the children of Israel and some of the king's descendants and some of the nobles. Three groups of people are invited by the king uh, for, towards this project. Children of Israel, not all of them, some of them were invited to become part of this. Some of the king's descendants and some of the nobles. Verse 4, it says, young men. 
Can you all say young men? One more time, say young men. For the last time, say young men. That is very important. I'm going to, you're going to get why I had to say let's highlight that part uh, about the, the young men because I, I'm going to be punctuating the capturing of young men, the capturing of youth. Now, young men in whom there, were, there was no blemish, but good-looking, gifted in all wisdom, possessing knowledge and quick to understand, who had the ability to serve in the king's palace, and whom they might teach the language and the literature of the Chaldeans. Verse 5, the king appointed for them daily provision of the king's delicacies. In other words, the, the king decided that they must eat some special food, some special food, some delicacies, some, some choice food that they were, these young men were to be given. Choice foods, delicacies, and of the wine which he drank as the king of Babylon. And then he said, and for three years, and three years of training for them, wherein during this time they would have to eat certain food, drink certain drinks, and undergo a set training for a period of three years. So that at the end of that time, they might serve before the king. So that at the end of that time, they would be able to fulfill the king's agenda. Verse 6. Now, from amongst those of the sons of Judah were Daniel, Hanani, Mishael, and Azariah. To them, the chief of the eunuchs gave names. So they quickly changed their names in Babylon. And they began to give them Babylonian names. Verse 7. I will talk to this again uh, later and in the days to come. Verse 7 says, To them the chief of the eunuchs gave the names. He gave Daniel uh, the name Belteshazzar, to Hanani the name Shadrach, to Mishael the name Meshach, and to Azariah the name Abednego. Amen. So the names Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are Babylonian names. They are not names from the kingdom of heaven, Oganya from Israel. Amen. These are names that they were given in to capture them. Amen. Praise the name of Jesus. I don't know if there's any Meshach here. Hallelujah. Or an Abednego. But I'm sorry to burst your bubble, but Meshach, Shadrach, Abednego are, are Babylonian names. Amen. Praise the name of Jesus. Verse 8, it says, but Daniel, which is key, but Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's delicacies or the wine which he drank. Therefore, he requested of the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. In other verses, it says, but Daniel resolved in his heart, decided in his heart, came to an informed decision that they would not defile themselves. Daniel together with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Verse 8 says they purposed in their heart that they would not defile themselves. I said earlier on that today I want to talk to us about the capturing. In fact, I want us to, to, to again awaken us to this uh, idea. To be, under, to be clear that there is, there is an intentional agenda to capture the best and the brightest amongst us. 
the best of the best and the brightest of the brightest in the kingdom. Satan is intentional to capture the best and the brightest amongst us for his purpose. Because the king, when he said, bring some of this, he, he, he was not just looking to take anyone. He said, I want you to bring the best of and the brightest of them all. Because he wanted to capture them because he knew that if I capture the best and the brightest, I have conquered the rest. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Satan is after the best and the brightest. And I'm sure we have seen this in our time, how very intelligent young people, how Satan would capture them. And we talk about how this young person had a promising future. This child was going to flourish in education, but they were captured somehow. So Satan is intentional about capturing, especially young people. Because he knows if I capture a young person, I have captured the future. So if Satan, if, if Satan cannot capture you, and very, very sad that our churches are full of old people most of the time, who have managed to avoid the devil's ways, but Satan has captured the youth, and he knows that they can serve God all they want. When they die, there will be no one who's going to continue with what they started. Why? Because when he captures the youth, he captures the future. And we must be aware of this. That's why we have services like the graduation service because it is also an opportunity for us to deal with these issues and, and, and again awaken each other that the, the fire that I received as, an, as a father must be, must, be, must, be, must be received by my sons. The passion that you have as a mom, your son must catch, your daughter must catch the passion that you call. And so Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, represents Satanas. He represents the works of hell. Hell is after the future. And hell knows if I capture young people, I have sorted the future. Because Bazo, far up. And remember in the book of Judges, the Bible says that after, the, after Joshua died and all those who outlived Joshua, the Bible says another generation arose which did not know God. And in South Africa, another generation is arising fast that does not know God, that is burning Bibles. Another generation that does not serve Jehovah is arising. It's all because Satan is capturing the future. It's important that we understand this and we wake up to it. And if you are young today, I want you to be aware that Satan is after you. You are the best of the best and you are the brightest of them all. Whilst you are celebrating your intelligence, your sharpness, your wit, you must also be aware that there is a devil out there and he is not your friend. Satan wants to capture you. Wake up and smell the roses. Can I get an amen? Early in the morning. So the King Nebuchadnezzar decided that I want to capture 
the youth. I want to capture the future. He, he did not only confiscate holy things of the temple when he captured them, when he conquered uh, Israel, but, but, but he also captured the shining lights of Judah's future. Satan is after the shining lights of Judah's future. Satan is after the shining lights of Rak's future. Satan is after the shining lights of your family's future. Satan is after the future. And how does he capture the future? He captures the youth. Then he knows that he, has, he is winning the battle. But that devil is a liar in the name of Jesus. And we are awakening the young people. We are taking the gospel to the young people like never before. Can I get an amen if you are with me? The young people of our time, the young people in our church will not be passive in the church. They will be radical for Jesus. A radical young person is arising in our time. Hallelujah. And God is going to give, keep us strong enough and young enough until they catch the fire. We will not rest until young people catch the fire. Can I get an amen if you are with me? To capture young men is to capture the future. And Nebuchadnezzar says to capture them. He said he spoke to the, to, to, to the, to the, to the chief of the eunuchs. He said do two things. He said, the first one, give them a certain type of food. Let them eat certain things. Let them not eat what others are eating. He said, let them come and eat the food that we, we serve here. Food that was, that was dedicated to the, to the idols of Babylon. He said, let them come and eat. Babylon. Even though the food was tasty, it was, it was palatable, the food was sharp, but, and, and, and I mean, I mean it, was, it was the best of the best uh, at the time, uh, because in, during that time, people were not eating everything. Ordinary people were eating certain food, and those that were high up there, they were eating another type of food. And, and Nebuchadnezzar says, I want those ones from Israel to come and capture and, and, and eat at my table, eat my food so I can capture them. Because remember, you cannot uh, 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 bite the hand that feeds you. And, 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 and whatever comes inside a person is what actually conquers them. Because what comes out is what has gone in. So he wanted to capture them. And he said, he said give them certain foods. And number two, he said, change their names. And I want you to see how they responded to this. The first thing that Nebuchadnezzar did, he wanted to communicate to these people that eat my food, drink my wine. I'll give you new names. Because at the end of the three years, Nebuchadnezzar wanted these people to only look to him and forget their God. Okay. Daniel and his friends refused to do this. In chapter 8, they refused to do this. And at this time, I am here to evoke, to challenge people that are going to refuse to do what the world is dictating to be done. Because the capturing is in, is in, is in conceding and, and, and abiding with what the world is doing. You know, when Nebuchadnezzar wanted these people to eat what he, he wanted them to eat, he wanted to soften them. Can you all say soften? 
One more time, say soften. For the last time, say soften. Nebuchadnezzar wanted to soften them. He wanted them. He wanted them to. If anybody is going to make you to once they invite you to their table and say, eat with me. When, when I have fed you well, hallelujah, then, then the first thing I have done, uh, I, I have managed to soften you. So he wanted to soften them. The world is out to soften us, church. Babylon is out to soften us. Soften them with the food. And there are foods that are being served in the world today that are softening everybody. Now I want you to be aware of these foods that are being served. They have served ever so often that we are being softened gradually. What happened? You have grown soft. Somebody softened you. That they never used to accept with their children. Fathers have accepted things they never used to accept. What happened? They were softened by the world. And how does Satan soften us? Satan feeds people food. The first food that the devil is using to soften us is the food of the media. It's the food of the media. I'm not saying that the media is only used for bad things or for feeding us negativity. But I'm telling you now, if you are not aware, there is food that is served through media that is softening the agenda of the kingdom of God. And we must wake up and see it. Food that is being served. Media serves food to the ear and food to the eye. The things you... The, the things we listen to. And the things we see every day. The songs that are sung. Hallelujah. The beat is nice, but the lyrics are destructive sometimes. Young and I on a Padua Jive, Chogamand. Chogamandi, Gomi Chogamandi piano, Chogamandi food, Chogamandi yan. That one is for real, Chogamand. But, but, but have you taken time to listen to what the words are being, the words that are being communicated? Food to, through the ear, food through the eye. I don't have time to interrogate this further. The, the, the food that softens us, the drugs that are being served. Some have been legalized, dangerous, destructive drugs. Legalized. A lot of people, mental illness taking place today because of drugs and some of them that have been legalized that can now happen. What is happening? We are being softened. Accept it. So that's what they want you to do gradually. And we need to wake up and smell the roses. Can I get an amen if you are with me? I know this is, this is not one of those summers that are going to make you throw 50 rands at me and put you on top of your chair. But, but it, is, it, is a, it is a sermon and a teaching to wake you up to understand that perhaps to see where I have been captured. And how far have I been captured? 
So when, when Satan softens us, softens us, he is saying, destroy conviction. Fiddle, fiddle with their disciplines. The things they used to stand for and rebuke sharply, they must not do that anymore so that we have re reached a point where somebody who stands for the truth and speaks the truth radically, they are actually seen to be funny today. A strict mother, a firm mother is seen, is deemed intolerant in our generation. What happens? We were softened. A lot of things are accepted today. What happened? We were softened. Wrong things, bad things, gross things. They have been accepted. Things happen every day. We see them on TV. They take place. You see it today. You see it next week. You see it next year. You are softened towards it. You are no longer outside cozy. There are things we used to say, yo, we are no longer saying, yo, we look at it, we continue eating our dinner whilst we are seeing it. It's gross, it's evil, it's junk, it's rubbish, it's taking people to hell. But as it's so tuki, what happened? We are captured. We are captured. That's what Babylon does. Babylon captures. And these people, these young guys refused, I'm glad, for this because they stood up they risked everything they were they, they went to the chief of the eunuchs and they begged him and implored him and said sir amongst these two things that you want us to do one we don't mind we can you can do it we can accept the other one but 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 the other we will not accept this one we refuse to eat of those of the food that is served. They said, they said, they decided that we will not have this food. We will not internalize stuff that has been dedicated to idols. They said, we will not eat the food. They rejected the food. They said, we refuse to be paralyzed by this. We will not defile ourselves. That's how they put it. They said, we refuse to defile ourselves. We are being defiled every day. We don't even know it. We are being defiled by the things we watch, we don't even know it. We are being defiled by the things we listen to, the conversations we get into, we don't even know it. And we wonder why we act the way we do. When something comes out of your mouth, no, you were captured over time. It is now inside you. You don't even know that it's there. But these young chaps, which is what the church needs to do in our time, they refused. They said, we will not eat the food. We refused to be defiled. They objected to the food. But interestingly enough, they did not object to the names. They did not object to the names. They said, you know why? Because, because they, they understood that Babylon, you can call us whatever you want to call us, but we know our identity. They understood that it doesn't matter what you name, what name you give us. It doesn't matter what you say or who you say I am. I know who I am. And that is very, very powerful. People that will not be captured are people who understand who they are, who know their identity, who know whose gods they, who, whose gods they, God they are, who knows. They did not mind. They said, you can call me Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. It doesn't matter. I know I'm Hananiah deep down. I know my purpose stands. And how many people have been, have been frustrated by the names that the world has called them? 
How many people, who, who, you know, have, are being frustrated even now by what the world is saying about them? And let me help you and say, this world, in the process of capturing you, the world will say things about you. People will say things they believe you should be doing. They will call you by certain uh, uh, agendas because they want you to, to bow to that particular agenda. And so it is important for you to know who you are. Can I get an amen in the house of the Lord for that one? They knew who they were. The big question that I'd like to ask you, do you know who you are? Do you know what your real name is? When, when I'm talking about your real name, your identity, who you are, and I'm telling you now, if you don't understand and if you don't know who you are, irrespective of purpose, irrespective of position that you find yourself into, you will be in trouble. Marriages are falling apart today because two people get married who don't know who they are. They have a false identity themselves and they come together and they try to live this life together and they have no understanding of who they are. This is very powerful. The world will call you names. If you don't know who you are, they will tell you who they think you are. Amen. Do you know who you are? How is your esteem? Are you sure of yourself? Because the greatest haters in our time are people who never really got to know who they were. And that's why we always appeal to parents, raise your children well, man. Raise them well so that when they grow up, they will not become balanced, who have got low self-esteem, prides, and all those. Raise them well so that they know who they are. There's nothing that beats a person who knows who they are. They that know their God shall be strong. And they shall do mighty exploits. And they that know they are God will know who they are. Hallelujah. The world will call you names. And they will call you names. I remember growing up, children will understand at school how, how we used to do this in a big and in a bad way. We will be called names. I mean, they used to give me names. They would call me Squab, Big Head. And at first I used to be frustrated by this until I looked at myself in the mirror and I saw by it is in Kulunyan. They are not lying. They are not lying. They are actually speaking the truth. And you know what? Over time I would turn it against them. When they say speak, I would say it's worse when you look at it from the side. When you know who you are, you are not moved by what people say. When you know who you are, you are not moved by what circumstances say. There are people whose identity is in their money. When they have money in their wallet, then they walk tall. No, man. When you know who you are, you walk tall with an empty wallet. No, it's because the person knows who they are. They know whose they are. And they know who they are. People that will not be captured are people who know who they are. I went by many names. Some would call me Kentucky because I have a bent arm. The boys were very, very dangerous out there. And today they wish that they could have an arm as big as mine. Because Kentucky can actually throw them down, throw a nice left hook right there. And they looked at my size and they would call me building because I've always been a big boy. We have a building up. The building. Because hey, not even house. They would call me building. 
And you know what? I, 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 I embraced these and I ended up laughing at them because I knew who I was. I did, I did not make myself. Hallelujah. And today they go to gyms and they are eating supplements. They are trying to get size. Super small. Super small. Lower is it in the building when we are growing up. I take no supplements. I wake up like this. I wake up like this every day. I'm okay. Now, now it is important to know who you are. Irrespective of what the world, sometimes you fail and the world will call you failure. Listen, we fail in this life. The fact that you fail does not mean you are a failure. Some of you divorced and when you show up, when it's like people are seeing a tag, divorced, divorced, but no. Listen, I belong a boons in their divorce. Some of you were insulted. Your boss saw at you and, and really gave you a nice tongue lashing at work. And now, listen, listen, because it is not written on you whatever is spoken over you whatever is said over you that is negative that is not you rise above that these boys said you can change our names it's okay it doesn't matter because we know who we are you can call me what you want to call me I know who I am you can say what you want to say to me I know who I am and for those that are getting married, it is important for you to even understand this further. And those that are in marriage, because if you get married and you don't know who you are, you are going to frustrate that marriage and you are going to be frustrated yourself. Get in there because when they call you whatever they call you, you must say, I'm not that. I know who I am. I am not that. My bombing goes. Are you learning anything this morning, Basananaba? The world wants to capture you and you must refuse to be captured. Number two, the world wants to soften you with the food and the things that are eaten. You need to make up your mind that there are certain foods I'm not going to eat. There are certain things I'm not going to listen to. There are certain things that I'm not going to watch with my eyes. Certain conversations I'm not going to get into. I refuse to be captured by lies. When people, are, when people are speaking falsely about people, I will not partake of that. I will not defile myself. will not defile myself with this. You know, I spoke to one person here in PE who says, Pastor, I called a friend of mine and, and, and the friend of mine said, Yo, you know what? I was visited by so-and-so and the things that they said to me, I want you to come. I'm going to tell you those things. And this one says, Pastor, I am not going. Because I know the person is talking to. I don't want to now view them with the eye, with the with the with, with the different eye because of the things that I have heard from them. I want to see them for who they are. And I said, I applauded that person. I said, Praise God for refusing to defile yourself. Some people have left churches, some people have left organizations, some people have left relationships because somebody spoke about another and they defiled you. They never did anything to you, but you hate. Some people hate certain people. And if you can frankly ask them, what did they do to you? They never did anything. But someone said they did something to them, which you never even verified and you believed it. Protect your heart. 
The Bible says, guard your heart because from it comes the issues of life. Guard the things you hear. Once a person starts talking toxic things about other person, stop it right there and say, can we call them so that you can say these things in their presence? And if they cannot agree that we call them, rebuke this one and say, when you are one who sows division amongst brethren, our churches would be better. Our organizations would be better. Our relationships would be better. If we would have people who would refuse to take whatever through their ear. Amen. Refuse to become church. church. These men in verse 8, it says they resolve in their hearts. In other words, they weighed the options. They said, we're in Babylon. We've been appointed. We've got a promising bright future. We can serve in the king's palace. We can be great people here, but there is a trap here. If we accept this, even though we will be great, even though we will live well and drive well and eat well and have good money, we will live terrible lives because we will have sold our souls. And right there, they refuse to sell their soul. Your soul to the devil. Don't sell your soul to anybody. It doesn't matter how much they are going to make your life better. We are living in a time where there are no jobs in South Africa. It's bad. People are not working. And so those that have the power are actually abusing people. Tell them, keep your job if I have to sleep with you to get the promotion. I would rather suffer affliction with the children of God than to enjoy the pleasure of sin for a moment because whatever you bow to, it will control you. Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, they refused, they, they resolved in their hearts. In other words, they were saying, come what may, we will not be softened by these delicacies. Give us water and vegetables to drink, just fruits. We will not eat the food that is sacrificed to idols. No, we will not drink the king's wine. We will just eat vegetables and we will drink water during this time. And that's exactly what they did. It was not for 21 days. It was for three years they did that. And they came out better. Because those who refuse to be captured by Babylon and submit to God will always come out better in the long run. The problem is that it's in the long run. Those of Babylon want to come out better yesterday. But those who know they are God, know that somewhere in the future, I'm going to come out better. Things will be fine for me. If I refuse to bow here, my God will come true for me. And somewhere later on, things are going to change for the better. Hallelujah. Stand up on your feet. Let us pray in the name of Jesus. Lift up your hands to heaven as we pray this morning. Everybody, please stand up on your feet. Tell us as we pray. And seal this word in our hearts. Father, we thank you for this word. And Lord, we know that there is a capturing that is taking place. Lord Jesus, you said it in your word. And you said the thief comes not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But you said, Lord, you have come that they might have life and have it abundantly. Right here, right now, Lord, we stand and we refuse in the name of Jesus to be captured. Open the eyes of our hearts so that we can see capturing, so that we can smell it at a distance in the name of Jesus. Here are your people standing here. I pray that you would give them birth.
boldness. Give them the courage to reject the things they need to reject, my Father. To take their stand at the face of adversity and say no to ungodliness. And I thank you, Father, that the grace of God has appeared unto all men and it teaches us to say no to ungodliness. Raise us to be that generation in our time that will say no to ungodliness and yes to righteousness. Whatever the cost, that we will say no to ungodliness and yes to righteousness. Lord, give us the bravery, the boldness to watch what we hear, to watch what we see, so we will not be captured in the name of Jesus. We give you honor and glory. Seal this word in every heart. This word will not be stolen. The devil will not steal them because of this word. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Did you receive that? Can you put your hands together and let us praise the Lord? Amen. Amen. To God be the glory, great things he has done. Open your mouth and say, I will not serve no foreign gods. I will not serve any other treasures. Say, I will serve God. I will serve him no matter what. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Amen. Give the Lord another hand of praise.